Hello and welcome to Heart Yoga Radio. Today we're going to do another episode in our interesting time series as we always like to keep up with what the mainstream media is feeding people and Pete was telling me a story this morning of how he was waving his fists at uh, Radio 4 at like 5am <laughs> and um, <laughs> uh, I thought it would be quite fun to share that with you. The, uh, the, the bizarre and strange story of the absolute mental garbage that they're trying to uh, get us to swallow <laughs> and it's yeah. quite funny that this uh, this this program I, I seem to remember you saying to me was actually called was it called thought of the day I, th- I think thought for today is a part it's a regular slot in the format and it can be anybody you know get I get scientists and artists and so but it's generally got a bit of a religious uh, flavor they get a lot of clerics and rabbis and Hindu priests. It's quite quite interesting what passes for thought in the in the oh, eyes yeah. of the BBC. Yeah. I mean, they, they will they'll drag in the occasional philosopher, the occasional novelist, or something like that. But mostly, it's got this kind of, and it's always it always to me it smacks of like the great and the good. You know, in, in, instructing for our own benefit, we we little people. You know, it reminds me of the whole thing is redolent of. Another age, really. It, it seems. It seems to me. Um, it makes me think of the way the Victorian middle class thought that they had, they had like a god-given role to to edify the working class, to raise them up with education and good thoughts. And but really, basically, what what that was doing as a cultural force was allowing that class of people, particularly the idle ones, and it did it, it, it did sort of fall on the Victorian you know pet bourgeois women to be lady bountiful mm. you know and go around bestowing their bounty as in a sort of in, in in a lesser it's a bit like the queen waving when we had the queen waving and casting this blessing on the people yeah. like that sure. but they, could, they thought they could all play that role you know so i thought of t- t- thought for today makes me feel as though i'm a little victorian working class person <laughs> barely literate being preached to by the great and the good the middle class because the middle class in Britain still think they have that role, you know. They still think they have that role. Well, in fact, they ne- even in Victorian England, you know, people saw through the bullshit of it. You know, and and, and the whole thing stinks of that. It stinks of it, and and they, they they do all the stuff of getting in. They've got their kind of ethnic minority presenters and stuff like that, but they all sound like they've been educated at fucking Gordon's tune, you know, or. Eton, Harrow and Cheltenham Ladies College. Well, God knows what their backgrounds are. It wouldn't matter if they were humble or not, you know. It's, I don't know, it's... Anyway, the thought for today nearly always sticks in my craw because it has this preachy kind of uh, side to it that, uh, as I say, it kind of instinctively gets up my nose. I just want to, like, I just want to, like, throw poop at them, you know. <laughs> and... Uh, I mean, they consistently, they consistently push what are now mainstream. But when I was a lad, they would have been, you'd have thought, God, these people are outright fascists, you know. And that's a little bit strong because they kind of, they probably are sort of like in themselves, reasonably nice people, unless you kind of like pushed them a bit and then you'd, you'd find the, you'd find the resentment underneath there, you know. But basically, they're probably quite nice people and all the rest of it. Not fascists in the kind of jackboot side side this way, but the, the their world view 
It's very, very fucking strange, very adult, very stuck, very, very much in, in a bubble. But they think they are the ones not in a bubble. And they present as that all the time. It gets up my fucking nose. And uh, oh, they get paid a lot of money for delivering this post-truth crap, you know? Post-truth drivel. They call it news. Um, I know that pretty well everybody, all the main presenters on that station, all, all earn over a quarter of a million a year. It's quite a lot of money. I mean, they have to get up early, but... I'd expect for wages that good that the quality of the material, the quality of the work would be a bit higher, the quality of the intellectual discrimination would be a little bit better than it is, because it's pathetic really. Quarter of a million for that. I get up early for that kind of money. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, in the scheme of things, it's not, not so much. You, you, you know, uh, I was just looking up um, <laughs> salaries, <laughs> salaries of radio presenters, and the top one in the world is Apparently, Howard Stern, who is a shock jock in America. In other words, news content is zero. It's, his job is just there to get people riled up, you know, so they can get some kind of feeling of being alive. Because he, he, even, even a bad feeling is better than no feeling. <laughs> and he gets paid 90 million. Listen, in the last year that his pay was sort of monitored, 90 million for one year of talking drivel. So you, I, th I think that reflects on our society in a huge, a huge way. You know, these people are not highly capable. It reminds me of the way in in that very very great um, drama, uh, Silicon Valley. How Nelson Baghetti, who, who is borderline intellectually challenged, ends up as the president of Stanford, one of the world's great technological universities. And from what I can see, everything in that program is based on the truth, on something that really happened. You know, and this is the world we live in. It's the world we live in. Failing upwards certainly seems to be a thing. It's a thing. Anyway, the news item. Now, there's the background, right? <laughs> the news, the, the, the thought for today item. I can't remember the guy's name. But it just struck me as the most abysmal piece of horse shit I've heard in a long time, to be honest. And that's saying something, because I do listen to this thing <laughs> yeah. every morning, because I feel as though I need to know what people are being fed, and I bear that penance for the sake of knowledge. But it is, it is a penance. It, 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 makes, it's, it will destroy my liver eventually, you know. <laughs> anyway, this guy comes on, thought for today, and is, I can't remember his name, he's a professor somewhere of um, theology. So he's a professor of a, a subject that's about a non-existent being, right? And well, to be fair to the guy, it's something like theology and literature or something like that. And he comes on and he says, he says something to the effect that that uh, postmodernism is a terrible thing, you know. So it's like a Jordan Peterson line. And his characterisation of, of postmodernism is, is is that it claims that there is no solid basis for morality. Which actually seems to me to be about right, you know. Now, obviously, this guy wants to claim there is a solid basis for morality, i.e., God and Scripture, right? Theology, you know. When I would claim that that isn't a solid basis for for, for morality, you know. And the, the postmodernism is simply the suspicion that it may not be. Now, in his mind, it's been raised up to the postmodernism to be in this kind of like uh, modern relativism, which is not the same thing. Not the same thing. Uh, modern relativism being being that you know we you, you make your own world that there is nothing 
nothing decided by us in terms of determining the truth or falsehood of propositions. There isn't to do with us altogether. There isn't decided by the world. Right? Now, actually, a lot of things are decided by the world. When you go into a law court, you want the witnesses to tell the truth about what happened in the world, not what, not, not to make up a reality and present it as the truth. And nobody does that. You know, that isn't what postmodern is anyway. You know, I mean, if postmodern is anything, which it may not be, other than a figment in the imagination of fucking right-wing idiots like this professor, you know. Anyway, he described it. He said, he said uh, strangely, a lot of people um, hold this bizarre belief of postmodernism. He said, and he said, most of them you'll find have university degrees. The guy's a fucking university professor. Yeah. Anyway, he then goes on to start talking about what happens to the souls of, of, of human beings when, at, at the end of days, when they, they, their souls are weighed on the day of judgment, you know, and the goats and the sheep are separated. And I'm presuming that the goats are going to boil in the lake of fire for eternity and the sheep are going And he talks about it like that, like, that, like it's common sense. Because maybe to him it is. He talks, he talks about that as though that wasn't a, 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 an imaginative construction and yet condemns this so-called postmodernism, which is a figment of, of, of his fucking imagination anyway, <laughs> for being a bizarre belief. Oh. And I, I, I thought, I've got to get a tweet together about this, and I couldn't, I couldn't do it. It, just, it, it, burnt, it hurt my brain too much. The, oh. the, just so much... Oh... The whole shit of it. And I presume he got a tasty fee for coming on and doing that. And he was sounding all nice and pompous and very authoritative and the perfect paradigm of the of the middle class person telling us little people how it is, how the world is, you know. And I thought, fuck you. You and probably like quite a lot of the people listening to. I don't know. I don't know. To be honest, because I think I think it I think it does address itself to the converted in a sense. I mean, it says it, you see, the reason why, why you have to listen to that, this, this, this reaches far more people than the Daily Mail. Even though it doesn't do any investigative journalism to speak of, it basically relies on the papers and Twitter, you know. So the papers are determined like the, the news cycle, as they call it, and they come on and sort of lift stuff off that. But, but they do, they, 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 I suppose their selling point is they can get people in, they will. They will have Keir Starmer. They will. They will have. They, they will have Michael Gove. They will have Gary Lineker. You know, whoever. You know, they can. They've got the clout to do that. And many, many millions of people listen to that. And it's on for from five. I think it's like six o'clock. I think it starts. It's like six till nine. Something like that. Or five thirty till nine. It's a big chunk of stuff. You know, it's mostly drivel. Mostly drivel, and a lot of sentimental crap. As well, you know, culture war idiocy. Yeah. It's a fucking idiocy. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, just you know, the the the, the absolute, the, the absolute, the guy's a professor for a start, and he's incapable of like some simple kind of philosophical manoeuvres that your first year philosophy students would would. would. I'd have spotted it straight away. Anybody I, I ever taught, just nineteen year olds from school. Fresh to philosophy, they grasped why this was shit straight away. <laughs> and the guy's a professor somehow. And I'm, I'm presuming on the strength of the pompous voice, you know. Because <laughs> that goes a long way in this world. 
So in the regards to the BBC, obviously there's there are they a lot of what they do, maybe all of what they do, has got a bit of nudging behind it. So uh, it would seem that um, mm. from what you were saying about are they talking to you like we're the uh, you know the little people and and all they're trying to kind of uh, put put us in that mindset and us to view them in that way yeah. as the ones who tell us how it is yeah so that's the, that's the kind of the tone of it yeah but then uh, perhaps this should be renamed as the hysterically stupid thought of the day <laughs> but yeah. anyway um yeah, well it, 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 i mean very often the, the quality the quality is about about like about that. that level yeah. yeah occasionally there's something so what do you think was the i mean if there was sort of any thought behind uh presenting this i mean are we do you think there is a definite thing where we're trying to be herded back to christianity as as, as hard as possible here and the, um, the beliefs you know of, of like oh we must be good or we'll be the goats walking into the lake, lake of fire therefore we should do what this sort of person tells us to do you mm. think that was the underlying thing going on there yeah i mean the, the, I, I think a lot of what happens on 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 this station and and in in the mainstream media in general is pretty well just just through like shambling hungover incompetence you know yeah. it's not like they're, they're, they're super smart and got this grand conspiracy going yeah, very intricate conspiracy, and it looks like they're going to pull it off. It's nothing like that. They shamble and bumble around and say, "Who shall we have on so and so?" I just found so and so. He says he can't do it that day. Go, oh, ask. He'll do. Go on. You know, it's all a bit very. I, I, like I as long as they've got a posh voice, anyone will do. Kind of. Thing. I kind of. I kind of suspect that that, that 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 they do get editorial guidelines. Well, I don't suspect that. I know that they get editorial guidelines. And in fact, when they were deciding they were going to gang up on Jeremy Corbyn those years ago, four or five years ago, you could I used to say, you can hear the directive dropping on the mat, you know, coming through the front door. This is what you've got to say. This is what you've got to nudge. And there is, there is there's editorial directive. And it is generally... It, it, it pushes a sort of... A, a, um, sort of a, a wishy-washy conservatism. Which is, which is backward looking in some ways, whilst pretending, whilst whilst pretending to have this modern, modern outlook. So it has a sheen of sort of like right on this. I don't know if you have ever met any kind of public school kids who decide they want to be like hippies or something, when they first until they till they master it, they get quite good at it eventually. But you know, it's like that. You know, they think if you if they adopt the the facade of cool, they'll be cool. But underneath, they're just old fashioned, middle class. Want to preserve that, and and uh, uh, editorially directed because it is it is the state broadcaster, you know, to shill the establishment royalty. They go mad on royalty. They go absolutely fucking mad on royalty. You'd think nobody ever ever had cancer, you know, and, and it kind of. Because the king has the king has cancer now. Cancer's like we're all getting these crash courses on all the different types and the treatments, and before it never existed, <laughs> right? Not that it kind of gets like one one in two people in the fucking country, you know. <laughs> so, so royalty, the Church of England, you know. But uh, but then religion comes down a little bit. But the faiths. You know, they realise it's multi. They got to, they got to defend the faith. But it's 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 royalty, faith, and the exemplary nature of the institutions of the British state. You know.
It's, it's all that's like taken for granted. That is the truth. That is something you don't even need to question. That's the given. Then we put the news within that context, and that uh, and, and and I think it's I think it's detestable. It's all of this stuff it needs now to be deeply in question. We should we we, we should be uh, dismantling most of this r rubbish by now. You know, and these these guys, their job is to get the idea into the brains of several million people on a daily drip, 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 six days a week basis, that the British establishment is, is a given. Nothing can budge it, and it's, it's near perfect, <laughs> you know. And we, as the, as the, uh, the officials of it, are, are, the, are, the, are the people in the know. We know how the world works, and we will tell you. Do you think uh, the, 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 these programmes are actually retaining their uh, listenership? Probably, yeah, yeah. It's 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 it's, it's almost, it, like listening to that is almost an institution, you know. Even I listen to it, but as I say, that's how that's how I kind of know. But I would imagine the dem demographic sounds like it would definitely be uh, yeah. a lot older. Maybe yeah. people say. 70, 70 upwards. I mean, you can't get many. Uh, you know, I don't, can't imagine there's any teenagers or like twenty-year-olds no. sort of listening to this. Really, I don't actually know what the demographic is, but I suspect it's this will be the, the older, the older, the older half. But there'll still be like a lot of young people listening to this because it is basically that time in the morning. You might be commuting to work, or you're having your breakfast. You want some news. What's going on in the world? Mm. And there it is. And the BBC still has that kudos and that trust. And it, and it is still going to be better than GB News or fucking Talk 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 TV or something like. That. I mean, I mean, I mean, it is because it's just a little bit more civilized anyway. I mean, it's the one thing the middle class bring to it is a little tiny bit of civilization. Well, okay, thank you very much. Because some of this other stuff, these shock jocks, and we're now getting shock jocks in the UK as well. I mean, they're beyond the pale, man. You know, they're just beyond the pale. It's just. It's just nudge, it's pure, nudging pure and simple at the most kind of primitive and visceral level. That's what all that is, you know. This tries this 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 goes for the pretension of a little bit of intellectual reflection. But when they try it, it's utterly naff. It's 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 utterly fucking. It's not even amateurish. That's an insult to amateurs. <laughs> you know, it's terrible shit. And did you say there was like some some other uh, uh, rubbish coming out of uh, Rachel Reeves after that? Then? Oh well, Rachel Reeves can't open her mouth. Spouting rubbish. They got her on today. Today going on about. So the big stink is that, that uh, Keir Starmer, surprise, surprise, makes himself another U-turn. I've lost count now. Saying that the twenty-eight billion that they were going to do a Green New Deal with, which is not enough to do a Green New Deal, was 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 going to breach their fiscal rules. Um. Which is Rachel Reeves's big idea, which is absolutely, utterly fucking economically naive. Even though she worked for the Bank of England, I don't know what she was there. She was the tea lady, I think, because <laughs> yeah. she's got no fucking idea. <laughs> you know, the idea that twenty-eight billion is is too much, and they've got to roll it back is their big announcement. And of course, the Tories are cashing in on that by saying, oh, well, "Well, first of all, they cashed in on the twenty-eight billion because they say, how are you going to pay for it?'" Well, Keir Starmer, Keir Starmer should have turned around and said, we'll do what everybody else does, we'll print some more money. <laughs> you know, because the Tories are still still believe, like Margaret, well, Margaret Thatcher tried to get us to believe, even though she must have known it wasn't true, that the economy operates like a household economy. You know, 
But it's like every housewife knows, and Mrs. Thatcher said, and she sold us on that idea that the economy of a state's like the economy of a household, and it's not. It's nothing like it, especially not a state like Britain. You know, with a, with, with still a very very globally influential financial sector, even though it's Brexit not did long. <laughs> Brexit did do it a lot of damage. Yeah. Um. Or to drivel. Or to drivel. And because uh, it was going to be a green thing, everybody's backpedalling on the green stuff. And I said, when we did that thing about the what, what's going to happen in, in 2024, I said, just see loads and loads of backpedalling on green green initiatives. And there it is. And, and it is. We'd already seen some signs, you know. Rishi Sunak says, oh, we, we won't, we won't um, abandon petrol cars by 2030. We'll move it back a few years. So that starts with that, you know. And this is going on everywhere, all around the world. Anyway, Rachel Reeves comes on. She says, "Oh yes, we're gonna we 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 are gonna make Britain Britain very green, and we have green industries and stuff. Just we've got to get the money right because we haven't really got any money, and the Tories have oh, fucking hell. You know, the end of World War Two. The Britain was in the most massive debt imaginable because they borrowed the money for the war and the and the the arms and the ships and the tanks and all off the fucking Americans, and they've only just finished paying it back, two three years ago." paint it back for fucking 70 years in fact in fact it wasn't that long ago that the the, the the british state finally paid off the debts that it that it accrued to fight the napoleonic wars <laughs> you know because this stuff this debt they park it at the bank of england they just park it and it inflates away you know but on the on this on this view non you, you can't do that even though they did it you know they did it. We, 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 we had like thousands of council houses within years, within a few years. NHS, welfare state, you know, all instituted in short order after 1945. You know, in a country that was de devastated, devastated, had to really start from scratch. You know, millions of millions of blokes coming coming back, got to be found work. You know country managed to do that and that 28 billion you know in equivalent terms would have been just a drop in the ocean of what they had to do and they did it and it worked same as the new deal worked you know it's their economic thinking is, is fucking completely adult but their fucking environmental thinking is adult as well because you've got Rachel Rachel Reeves coming on to oh yeah 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 we're gonna we're gonna get net zero and, and then the the presenter um who earns three hundred and fifteen thousand pounds a year says says um, well are you going to reach net zero in in in, in thirty five or forty in uh, twenty thirty five twenty forty whatever, whatever the date is, and Rachel says well yes with 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 carbon capture and storage, and then the presenter I'll give him a credit for this said, carbon capture and storage technology isn't isn't really sort of up and running yet is it. And, and Rachel Reeves says, "No, it, no, it's not. But we, 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 what I'm saying is, we've got to press to make to get it, get it going. I mean, it's really, honestly, this is just captivity by the fossil fuel industry. Again, this that that is their big scam. That is their big scam. It's not viable. It costs true. It costs more to extract the carbon because it takes energy to extract carbon where does that energy come from you know you do the calculations you look at trillions and trillions of dollars worth of energy to, 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 to capture the fucking 
the thing. It's it's just not viable. It's a piece of window dressing for the fossil fuel industry. And Rachel Reeves has bought right into it. And she makes me sick. And Starmer makes me sick. Literally. Because again, it's like the great and the good, you know. Except these are the great and good, and they sort of made it a little bit. They sort of come up from a slightly lower strata. Because I don't know, any of our international issues need to understand that, that our, our alertness to casting in, in Britain is very, very finely honed, you know. You know, Starman, he comes, he, he comes from a pretty sort of petty bourgeois background, really, you know, and he gets to make it as a lawyer up to um, director of public prosecutions. But the man's an idiot. How did he get there? This is filing upwards as well. He's not capable of, like, thought in any real sense, in, in my opinion. He seems to work well under pressure as well. As soon as, like, somebody challenges him, he just seems to fold. Yeah, oh, oh yeah, I mean, he, do, he, does, he definitely has got very few political skills. I can say, and um, you know, but like he can't, can't think. do anything because if if the, oh if the Tories won't like it and they'll say something nasty about it, therefore we, we won't do that. It's a bit like that, yeah. I mean, you know? they, they, they've let the Tories set the agenda for a yeah, start. Rachel have, yeah. Reeves should have gone on and said, "We're not going to do carbon capture because it's all shit and it makes no economic sense." And we we we're wise to the the lying and fibbing and otherwise nefarious activities of. Um, of the fossil fuel industry, who are absolutely, as, as an industry, you look at its history, the, the, the things the things that they're responsible for are fucking off the scale, for mendacity, you know. They don't mind bumping people off if they get in their way. And we know this from, you know, environmental activists, particularly in Africa and in Nigeria and so forth. You look into that and you see the history of of the, the oil companies in Nigeria, if you want to see some, read some really nasty, nasty, nasty stuff. Yeah. Yeah. So I think Radio 4, if any of you lot are ever going to listen to my podcast, which costs <laughs> me $10 a month to put on, I don't get paid £200,000 a year for putting out this superior uh, content. If any of you Charlies are listening, no, no, I, I really have to say I've got no, I've got no respect for this so-called news operation, Radio 4, to, to, today. And, and I have no respect for the, the great and the good of British society. And hopefully all three of you listening to this will uh, <laughs> have no respect for them either and therefore be um, uh, preserved from the horrible nudging that, um, mm. that they're trying to do all yeah. the time. I mean, I'm going to should add that you should kind of try and try and listen to some of this stuff to the to the extent of your tolerance, you know, and 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 might maybe read a couple of pages of the Daily Mail every now and then. You 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 got to know what's happening. But yeah. I mean, I do I do sympathise with 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 the fact that this is a very very difficult task that as citizens we should we should undertake so that we know what's happening and what kind of shit they're trying to bloody foist on us otherwise you know it, it is nauseating yeah the post truth of it's nauseating all right folks on that cheery note we will bid you farewell <laughs> and we will speak to you again soon